All right. Well, good morning. It is great to be together in a, for our, our give thanks service. I I love this song personally. I um, you know the first time I heard it, I'll admit I didn't like it as much. Um, and I was like, it seems like you know uh, I thought it was a little funny until I read this psalm. If you've got a Bible, turn over to Psalm 100. Maybe you'll recognize this just a little bit. Psalm 100, verse 1, it says, Shout for joy to the Lord all of the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness and come before Him with song. Know that the Lord is God. It is He who made us and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name. For the Lord is good and His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. And I don't think Jeanette knew it either, but she, she quoted this part of this, this Scripture as well. And uh, it just tells me more and more when the Holy Spirit does something like that, you know, where the, the exact Scripture shows up multiple times, it's one of those where I go, hey, let's, let's uh, perk up our ears a little bit. Maybe something's... There, the Spirit's trying to say something. But uh, as I, I heard this song for the first time, and then I read this scripture, I was like, I love this song. And because it just meant it had so much more depth and so much more meaning to know that I'm, I'm singing the Word of God. Right? And, and the Psalms, they're all, uh, they're all poems, or they're all songs themselves. All of the, the Psalms are that. But it's cool. Did you? I don't know if you guys ever think about it. But how much scripture you have memorized? If you just get this song down, you've memorized at least five verses of scripture right there. Boom. You're like, do you know any scripture? You know at least those, which is kind of cool. Right? But I figured, you know what? This, is a, this would be a great, uh, a great scripture for us this morning. Because even if you look right under, right where it says of Psalm 100, it says a psalm for giving thanks. And so... Let's just, the, the title of this, what I've, I've titled this morning, is just simply a song of thanks. Is, and, and thinking of being a people that sing praises to God, whether it's through our lives and where we live, but, but being a people of joyfulness, of thanks, of, of generosity ourselves, of, of just a spirit of gratitude. You know, but as, as I think about it, you know, it's, it's when this psalm was written, there was no such thing as Thanksgiving Day, at least not how we celebrate it, right? You know, this, this psalm was written long before there were pilgrims in America. It was written long before people were stuffing turkeys and getting stuffed by turkey, right? I mean, this, was, this psalm was written long before there were Macy's Day, Thanksgiving parades, way before there was football to be watched. I mean, all of this going on. And... All of this is, is long before America was a country, right? But in this psalm, it's plain that it's a psalm just about thanksgiving. And, and singing to God and being excited about, hey, what has God been doing in our lives? You know, and it doesn't go super into depth of, of here's all the reasons that you need to be excited. But it's talking about, you know, God is good. Maybe we'll, we'll 
Maybe it'll drum up some of the reasons in your own mind today. But as we see this psalm, you know, Thanksgiving, it, for us, it doesn't need to be centered as Christians. It doesn't need to be centered around a certain day. You know, we, we all have Thanksgiving Day, but we could be have Thanksgiving every day, right? In the sense of just being a people who live with the mentality of, man, today is a day to give thanks to the Lord, right? Um, most of us would, I think, agree that, that gratitude is a matter of the heart, right? Gratitude is a matter of the heart. But is it not also a matter of action, I would say, yeah, it, it definitely is. Thanksgiving is a matter of action. And, and at least this is what I see the Bible telling us today as well in Psalm 100. I mean, check out these words really quickly. If you, you still got your Bible out, it's, it uses these words, shout, worship, or serve. It says, know, right? Know that the Lord is good. Enter His gates. Give you know, so you shout, serve, know, enter, give. I'm going to have five points today. They're going to be shorter points, but I got five of them. All right. And they're going to all start with those, those words right there. And if you memorize this song, hopefully you can remember, hey, what was Mike's points? Start singing the song to yourself. Shout for joy, you know, praise the Lord, serve the Lord, like all of these things. Know that the Lord is good, you know, and, and all of these things. This scripture, I believe, teaches us a little bit about the spirit and even the way to be grateful. Right. Even the way to be to be thankful, to show gratitude, because it's it's not just something we feel, but gratitude is something that we we actually live out. It's not a thankfulness is not a passive emotion. It's, a, it's an active way of being and being grateful. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit today. And so. In all of this, I'd say all of us have a lot to be thankful for. Honestly, we all have a lot to be thankful for. We live in a country where we can worship freely. I mean, amen for that. We live in a country where you can, right now, you want to go get some warm water. There's a place, there are hundreds of showers in this building. You could take a hot shower. Hopefully most of you have places where you could take a hot shower at home too. That's awesome. We take that, I, I, I sometimes can take it for granted. Like you've been outside for a really long time and you take a hot shower and you're like, yes. But just the little things, what about the big things? The family, the friends, the church that we have. For many of us, salvation and knowing God. Oh my goodness. We have so much to be thankful for. And so today, what we're going to talk a little bit about is point one is shout for joy. What are some of the ways that we practically live and, and live a life of gratitude and thanksgiving? You know, and this doesn't just have to, let me, let me premise all of this with, I'm going to talk a lot about our relationship with God today, but it also relates to our relationship with other people. All of it's in, in the idea of being grateful. And so shout for joy for the Lord to, to all of the earth, right? Shout for joy to the Lord for all the earth, for all of the earth. And he's calling us, he's saying, what does this tell us? I would, I would say that God has designed gratitude to be expressed. Anybody ever felt grateful, but you never really expressed it? You know, the way God, I, I believe he's designed us to have a lot of these emotions is really to build relationship. And so if, you, if you're not expressing your gratitude, 
You ever done something for somebody and you think they feel grateful, but they've never thanked you? Right? Yeah, I mean, the idea of this is going, no, 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 it's gratitude is meant to be expressed. And here God's going, the, the God's word is telling us, hey, we should be shouting for joy. You know, I, I think about what are some of the things you shout about, right? What are they, that, that shout for joy about, let me put it that way. We don't always shout for joy, you know what I mean? But, uh, you know, what are some of the things we shout about? It's, it's typically when we're overwhelmed with excitement, right, for something. And the thing we're typically ex- overwhelmed with excitement about, we tend to, you ever, like, gotten really excited and joyful about something and then not felt grateful about it? Do you know what I mean? I mean, it, the idea is you, if you're going to be so excited and joyful about, you're typically going to be grateful for it. Does that make sense? You know, I remember as a kid, I, um, there was one Christmas, I was 10 years old, right, and I got this gift. And I was, I'd been asking for it for two years, and I finally got it. And when I like opened this present, I like grabbed it, and I was literally rolling on the floor with it. And I was just like screaming, and I was like, yeah! It was my Nintendo 64. You know, I was so excited. I tried to get a picture, but my mom couldn't find it, I guess, and wasn't able to get it to me. You know, I got my, like, chili bowl cut at that time period. Um, You know, but I was, like, on the floor, just so excited about it. And it was just something that I wanted. And it's 20 years later, you know what? And I still own that thing. It's like, it doesn't even work on my TV anymore. I just still own it, you know? I still have all these games. I'm like, why do I have this? You know why? Because it was sentimental. It meant something to me. You know, it still works, actually. It just doesn't work on my TV now. Figure that out. But, you know, in all of it, though, that's, that's rolling around on the floor joy. You know, shouting for joy, like being silly. And not all of us shout for joy when we feel happy. You know, you know Kristen and I were expecting our second child, right? And uh, we're really excited about that. And, you know, we're talking about, you know, she's like... I'd be really happy. She's, she's saying, I'd be really happy if it was, you know, another boy and we ended up with two boys. And I'm like, you know, I'd be really sad if I didn't have a girl. I'm just being honest. I'd be really disappointed. And I know that we've talked about the idea before, and I've said at church that I wanted a boy first. And, you know, because I did. But I would be so sad if I didn't have a girl, to be honest. I really, it would make me sad. And, and Kristen's like, well, you better be praying that this one's a girl because... She doesn't want to have any more after this. We're going to pray about it. Amen. But, uh, you know, we, we talk about it, though. But when I think about when I you know how when I found out when we were, went to the doctor and we were praying and, and got to find out whether James was a boy or a girl. Part of my heart just knew that he was. I was like, because I want it so badly. You know, and I just envisioned that they were going to, like, do the ultrasound, and they were going to find out, and I was just going to, like, kick the door open to the doctor's office and be like, yes, you know, and just run out and be like, yes, you know, and Kristen's like, don't do that. (laughs) She's like, that's inappropriate. It's like, you know, and and I had all these emotions, and then when I found out, they did the ultrasound, and we, we saw he was a boy, you know what I did? I just sat down and I cried. I just, I, I just sat there and I just prayed and I said, God, you were just so good to me. And I just cried because I was just so overwhelmingly like, you just give me the deepest desires of my heart. And, you know, I, I've just prayed about those things. And so, you know, I'll tell you, then next baby's going to be a girl, but who knows? Maybe that means we'll have three kids, who knows? 
But, uh, not looking. Uh, but, you know, we think about this idea. We all respond with joy to different ways. And, and sometimes you don't shout, but do you express your joy? Do you express your gratitude? Do you go to God in prayer and in song and in rejoicing? Do you, do you, do you sit down and just weep sometimes for how God, good God has been to you? Because God has made gratitude to be something that's to be expressed. And if we're not expressing it, we're missing out on something. But then the other thing I'd say is, hey, once you've been, somebody's done something for you and you're so grateful, how do you treat that person? What do you do in response to that? You know, certainly saying thank you is one way. But when it's something big, how do you normally treat that person, do you think? Because when we look at God's word, the next part of this verse, I mean, consider what verse 2 says, right? In verse 2, it says, Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs, right? And this, this word it uses for worship in the NIV and in a number of other translations, it uses this word serve. And, and it says, serve the Lord with gladness. If you're really grateful for somebody, when you think about it, Aren't you generally ready to, like, do something for them? You're like, oh, can, is there anything I can do for you? You guys get what I mean? Yeah. You're just, and it doesn't come from, like, all right, we have this contractual ob- obligation. You did something for me. I've got to do something for you. No, it's, it's not like that. It comes from just this sense of, I'm so, I'm grateful. I want to just say thank you. I mean, I don't owe you anything. I just want to do it for you. Right? And, and so when we think about, like, hey, what has God done for you in your life? Right? What has He done? He came down from heaven. He emptied Himself. He became a man. He died. He lived a perfect life. Suffered brutally on a cross. Died. Was resurrected. So that you might have a chance of eternal life. And many of us have, have received that. Right? We've received the gift of salvation. The gift of forgiveness. And... and we're all called to serve the Lord. Not out of some contractual obligation, but because the gift we've been given is so extravagant and great that we just go, I just, I just want to serve. I just want to serve. Because I want to. Not because I have to, but because I want to. You know, think about it. How are we doing it at serving each other when we... Are, are you grateful in, in service to one another when somebody's served you? Are you expressive about it? You know, I think of I think of this idea of service, and, and you know, one of them is military service. We we call it in the United States; it's called military service, right? And it's people who they're not at this point. It's not like they aren't being drafted. They just choose to go into it because they're grateful for their country, and they're grateful for, and it may be different countries and whatnot. But it's called it's a form of service. And if you thank somebody, you say, thank you for your service. Mm-hmm. But that generally, not always, but generally comes from a heart of somebody who's just grateful for where they live. They're proud of where they live. They have something like that. You know, we all have a kingdom that we get to be a part of now. We get to be a part of the greatest nation. And I'm not talking about America. I'm talking about God's kingdom. Yeah. We get to be a part of that. Yeah. We get to live a life of service for the greatest nation that has ever and will ever be. Isn't that a cool idea, if you think about it? 
I, I love to think about that. It inspires me to know what a great nation, the nation of God, kingdom of God, that I'm a part of. It gets me excited. I, I, I think, uh, for me, I spent years studying it out and getting excited about it. I'd encourage you to study it out because it will get you excited to know more about the kingdom of God. But in all of this, you know, one thing in this call to service that I love about God is that God is not a hypocrite. God is not a hypocrite. And, and why do I say that? Some people have a problem with the idea of, oh, this God expects me to serve him. He just wants to be served. But do we realize how much God serves us? How much we're served by God? God's no hypocrite. He's, he's set up our lives in, in an incredible way to love us and really to get to know us. And, and that leads me into my third point, which is know that the Lord is good. Right? In verse 3 it says, Know that the Lord is good. It is He who made us and we are His. I want you to consider this verse. You can write this down if you're taking notes. It's Acts 17, verse 24 through 28. And it says this, God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth. And He does not live in temples built by hands. And He is not served by human hands as if He needed anything because He Himself gives all men life and breath and everything else. From one man he made every nation of men, that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he determined the time set for them in the exact places where they should live. God did this so that men would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. You know, I'd argue that the point of this is know that the Lord is good. I don't think it's just no. I think what he means is acknowledge that the Lord is good. Do you, when, when you think about the idea of acknowledging the good that God has done in your life, knowing that He's the perfect Father, which means He provides for our needs, He set our lives up because He wants an opportunity to have a relationship with you. And I think that's so cool. Do you, do you guys get excited about it? I mean, the fact you're here, thanks. You know, the fact you're here is not a coincidence. It's not. The, the people you're related to, the family you live with, the, the friends you have, the, the meetings you meet with people, they're not coincidental. God has set up so many things. And that's not to say if you bump your head on the, you know, the sink or the door that God made that happen. You know? But that's, that's to say God... He sets up so much of life to provide opportunities to reach us and to know us. Do you acknowledge the way that God has worked in your life? Right? Because knowing and seeing how God has worked is a powerful way, a powerful aspect of gratitude. You know, gratitude requires acknowledgement of something that someone has done for you. You know, I I encourage all of us to consider what God has done for you in your life. Uh, One of the things I try to do on a regular basis, actually, it's at the top of my prayer list. I try to pray for 10 things. When I start my prayer time, I try to pray for 10 things I'm grateful for. Just to say thank you to God. And I try to list through 10 things. And usually that includes my wife and my son and the church. But I try to 
think through, you know, different things. So that's not just a rote list all the time. And I try to feel it sincerely and acknowledge the good that God has done in my life. To know that God is good in the way he works in, in my life. You know, how are, how are you doing at that these days? How are you doing it, even with one another? That knowing and seeing how God has is, is worked, but how others have worked in your life. You know, thinking about saying thank you to maybe the person that studied the Bible with you and met you. Maybe it's to your parents or to your brothers and sisters, uh, like your, your biological brothers and sisters that maybe you grew up with. Of the way they've impacted your life in a positive way. You know, our spouses, for those of us who are married, saying thank you and expressing gratitude and acknowledging all the ways that they're good to us. Because without that, it's hard to be grateful, right? So I, I think God is calling us, even in this scripture, know that the Lord is good is really an acknowledgement of all the good God has done. That's part of feeling uh, the spirit of giving thanks and gratitude. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think that's a big part of it. So know that the God is good. You know, and what can I say for God is that he's done all of this to have a relationship with us. And I believe that's why in the next verse, if you look at the, the following verse right after that, which is point four, he says, enter his courts, right? Read verse four really quick. It says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise and give thanks to him and praise his name. Right? One of the things he's calling us to is he says, enter his courts. Why does God say this? If you, if you don't, come into somebody's presence. I mean, really what God wants is a relationship, right? We, we look at this scripture and I would say he's calling us. I'm not so fancy personally that I have like, I don't have a gate around my property. You know, I'm not, I don't have that sort of a fancy place to live. I don't have a, this wonderful gate that, you know, wrought iron gate that walks up and you would walk into my property and, and then you would come up to my house and then you actually have to walk through my courtyard to get to my home, let alone like multiple courts, right? Uh, but here, he's talking about come into the gates. Come, come, into, my, come into my place. Come, come into my courts. Come into my home, right? And here God's saying, come to me. Like, in, in the idea of He wants us in his house. He wants us in his family. He wants to have that relationship with us. You know, and getting time with God and and with those we are grateful for is part of how we really give thanks. You know, and these days, you know, we're really blessed in the sense that I live across the country from my family. But if I want to say, express gratitude to them, if I want to come into their presence, you know what I do? I pull out my smartphone and I pull it up and I do this little thing called a video chat. It's like, what? You know, and I get to see, I get to see them and they get to see me. And, and in some small way, I'm in their presence. And that means a lot. You know? And what's cool is that God is always in our presence. Like he's, he's, though he is not far from each one of us, right? This is what the scripture says. And the idea that we can connect with God. Because he wants that relationship with us. He's calling us, saying, come into my courts, come into my home. Yeah, you're going to give praise and thanks. I, I love you guys. I want to spend time with you. That's how God feels about you. Isn't that a cool thing? I love that thought. 
and thinking about how God loves me. You know, I love spending time with Rob Meter. He's not here right now, but I love getting lunch with him every week. He just makes my life more enjoyable, honestly. And if you know Rob, he's, he's a low-key guy. He doesn't come in as this ball of energy that's like, you know, he's not Katie Robbins. You know, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't come in and just like, <laughs> you know, making you laugh. No, no, no. Rob comes in with just this sincerity of spirit that's there with you. He, he always tells me, you know, when he, he tries to get out, he's like, well, you know, we had a good time. You know, I'm like, he sometimes refers to it as like, Hope you enjoy our time together. I'm like, are you kidding me? Our lunches on a weekly basis is one of the highlights of my week, every single week. I just love being with Rob. He's just, he makes my life more enjoyable in so many ways. And it's not because he's got all the energy in the world. It's just the sincere relationship that he brings to it. You know, he wants to hang out with me and I want to hang out with him. And we always end our lunches, sometimes a little late, uh, you know. But we always, almost always are saying, I wish we had more time. Do we feel that way with our time with God? And you come into his courts. Get some time. You know, I think about it. I spend time with the people I'm grateful for. And I want to spend time with more of you as well. We only have so much time in the day, right? But we try to get that time. And by spending the time, you really develop and feel more grateful. You ever walked into church and not wanted to come to church? I'll just be honest. I have. Um... I come to church, though, and then when I leave, I'm like, now for me, I kind of have to be here. But most of the time I leave, well, pretty much I always leave, and I'm like, I'm so glad to see my family. I leave encouraged. Even though I maybe didn't want to always come. I'm trying to get into the habit now when we get James in the car, we're going, yay, church! And we try not to say, like, oh, I don't want to go to church today. You know, because I don't want James to associate that with church. I'm trying to be like, yay, we're going to church, we're going to see our friends. Because I want him to be excited about it. Yeah. I want him to leave church feeling like I got to see my family. I got to see my friends. Um, and I want to feel that way. But I have to change my own mind about it. You know, but enter his courts. Get some time with God. That's what I see one of the things. He goes, spend some time with the people you're grateful for. <clears throat> and lastly, last point, I'm going to wrap it up here. But is give thanks. Point five is give thanks. This whole psalm is a psalm of thanks and in the end of verse 4 he wraps it up and he says give thanks to him and praise his name for the Lord is good and his love endures forever he his faithfulness continues through all generations you know we give thanks to God because he is so good to us because gratitude is not passive and we give thanks because we feel gratitude And it's not a passive emotion. It's something we actively do. And so this is a call to all of us. Let's give thanks. Let's give thanks to God. Let's give thanks to others. Let's give thanks to the people who make our lives better. Let's give thanks to God who makes our lives better. And even in the challenging times, God has blessed us with so much. You know, I would, with God specifically, He's given us the opportunity of life through His life. And this promise that he says, you know, in Acts 2, verse 39, it it talks about how, hey, this gift, and he's talking about salvation, this gift is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. Talk about it endures through all generations. Here's a promise that he says, this is a promise, and it endures for us. 
Let's give thanks about it. In this time of year, let's give thanks for what we have in God. Let's give thanks, especially this time of year, but all parts of the year. Let's remember that, hey, shout for joy. Gratitude is meant to be expressed. You know, let's, let's be grateful by serving those we're grateful for, who've done stuff for us. Let's, let's serve them not out of a contractual obligation of, I just owe them this, but like, you know what, I just appreciate you. Let's serve God because of that. You know, knowing God's goodness means acknowledging the ways that He works in our lives. And that requires intentionality. You've got to sit down sometimes and think about it. Know that the Lord is good. Know that the people in your life are good. Even some of those that don't seem so good. Try to find some good about them. Right? But God wants us... and. God wants us in His courts. He wants us in His house. He wants us in His family. And He has done all of this to draw us near Him. Let's give thanks often and let's thank each other. Let's give thanks for one another. Let's be a people that celebrate and give thanks, not just this time of year, but all time of year. And be a people of light for the whole world. Amen. Amen.